bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the blackout tips premium podcast network i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we are giving you a spoiled movie review it's a movie you've either seen don't ever plan on seeing or don't care about spoilers because we do spoil these movies that's what we do that's mm-hmm. what we does mm-hmm. uh today's movie is dungeons and dragons honor among thieves but we went to the physical theater to see it mm-hmm. which means we saw some trailers yay we also have comments <clears throat> well a comment from our mario brothers super mario brothers movie review okay so we'll be talking about that um so i guess first and foremost let's get into the trailers all right let me pull up my list here on my phone uh movie trailers we saw the first one was the covenant jake gyllenhaal saves a interpreter from a brown country from the taliban because he's returning the favor because that person saved him from the taliban uh it's a big old you know uh white savior kind of ish film karen i won't be going to see that yeah it doesn't look that interesting to me uh maybe it'll have some good action and stuff but i don't know i found a lot of the one i don't know all the inner workings of the politics of the middle east obviously you know i see occasionally people talk about it on social media but i i don't have the lived experience to truly i'm just taking everybody's word for it whether it's good or bad to be honest Mm -hmm. but um i just don't i feel like whatever our movies do it oversimplifies stuff and i feel like this will probably be another case of gross oversimplification of something but uh you know it just seems like everyone always feels like the movies always get it wrong so uh the next one was asteroid city which is a new wes anderson film i could tell because the quirks per second in the trailer were off the charts i was like the fuck is this yeah. It, it made no sense they were putting up the the like advanced stats quirk per second Ooh, uh, triple double they, yeah they was like joker out there they was leading the league in every type of quirk the cast looks amazing don't it though wes anderson always gets a great cast mm-hmm. so that's not really anything and i since i said the wet name wes anderson you know if you're gonna see it or not right and you know it's gonna be low to few niggas in it uh yeah yeah he doesn't make black movies with a lot of black characters Mm-mm. um but also i'm not asking him to i no, think no, no, he no. needs to firmly stay in the bag he has created mm-hmm. him there's a few of these people out here that i'm like keep making your little white movies i'm cool because you don't know black people enough to be putting them in your films anyway Mm-mm. but i know he has he had jeffrey wright in his last film so jeffrey wright is 
i guess becoming his like go to i need a brown person so y'all so black twitter and the oscars will still let me be nominated for awards <laughs> but the cast jason schwartzman scarlett johansson tom hanks jeffrey wright tilda swinton brian cranston ed norton adrian brody leave leave schreiber um uh, and I'm sure Steve Park, uh, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie, Hung Chow. Like, this motherfucker. I mean, it had a cast. I was like, God damn, you got all the superstars. Yeah. And I wonder if it's going to be kind of like what happened with Babylon, where people are going to be like, okay, there's no, <laughs> this, this cast is so overloaded. There's no way the movie can live up to it. But I feel like if you like Wes Anderson films, You're you already know. You like it, yeah. Yeah. Like, I like Wes Anderson films. I'm not as down on them as everybody else. Uh, I, I don't need to prove my blackness in those ways. Mm-mm. I know I'm black. But, uh, I'll go watch his movies and I'm typically, uh, I enjoy them, you know? So I enjoyed his last joint. Um, before this as well so um yeah i'm i'm gonna I'm end up ch- uh checking it out um i wonder and and i want i don't know if like yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't know how like what its critical reception is really you know like i i feel like he's a i want to feel like he's an oscar darling the academy loves him mm-hmm. but i'm not they do i'm not 100 percent sure on that because i don't know his record at the oscars like it could right. be that thing where you know maybe he's racking up maybe he's not i haven't ever looked into it but i've enjoyed the french dispatch i like well tenenbaums rushmore i loved like he got he got some ones that, he got some ones oh yeah he, he got some jams um like i said i just know for me uh i don't know i've never really like i say and i'm going to that based off of you know like you say whenever he does something you know he has top rate uh stars in it it's normally critically acclaimed so a lot of people like his stuff i just until truth be told i never actually sat down and watched i'm pretty sure i've seen some of his mm-hmm. movies and liked them but you know he, when i hear his name he's not somebody i go ooh, i got to go see it yeah totally valid uh spider-man across the spider-verse we've seen many times the mm-hmm. flash fast x many mm-hmm. times tmnt mutant mayhem same trailer mm-hmm. and transformer rise of the beast same trailer yes sir uh, did notice a lot of biggie in the trailers this year this <laughs> week yes it was like let's ride let's ride right yeah i'm getting dangerous can't do many to bang with us yeah don't know what that was about i don't know the but, transformers uh, one was it was all a dream yeah so uh biggest estate is getting paid i guess so maybe they greenlit some maybe they greenlit more stuff this year mm-hmm. okay this movie review is for people who've seen the movie don't ever plan on seeing the movie don't care about spoilers because we spoil the movie and dungeons and dragons honor among thieves is the movie they bring michelle rodriguez's character back to life at the end okay mm-hmm. she dies but they bring her right back instead of the mom we told you we spoil it okay that's on you you stayed um the synopsis a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic but things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people uh it stars chris pine michelle rodriguez uh reggae gene page justice smith sophia lillis hugh grant uh maybe he won't be a dick on the red carpets about this movie uh chloe coleman daisy head as sofina 
um and i'm trying to think if there's other names uh yeah those are the main names you would recognize Mm -hmm. um let's get into it karen give me one thing you liked about this the number one thing i liked about it and i was fairly surprised i didn't know if i was gonna like this michelle rodriguez literally stole the show she was great this it's almost like they designed a role specifically for her and you can and she got a little buffer for this mm-hmm. like like you can tell like oh you've been working out like she was thicker mm-hmm. and so she was actually built more like a warrior and her action scenes literally stole the show i love the way they were choreographed i was like i loved it even her acting was like top notch in this and it's one of those things when i try to find it, this is kind of what i want in the fashion furious i don't you know and it's like she's acting but it's like a different kind of acting and so i actually really loved her and it's one of those things where she acted so good i was like you know what uh i want you on mando uh when they got rid of uh what is uh, the other lady gina carano yes it was like she was kind of built similar like oh they could literally plug and play you in her spot <laughs> and you would do just fine honestly this character felt like it was written for gina carano and then gina carano went full maga and just burned up her checks and yes. said i'm gonna go do tucker carlson produce movies and so now michelle rodriguez gets this role or takes this role uh but yeah i loved her in this as well she was great uh i thought it was just so colorful oh my god it was so colorful the like special effects and the magic and the the lands and the different areas they were in you know like when it started off and it was like icy in that prison and then later on when it's like colorful and the like brooks and the meadows and when they go to the city and they have like a big celebration and i loved all that stuff uh and the magical spells all were colorful and and like illustrated and stuff and i really like that uh so colorful for me what's what's next for you i absolutely love the runtime mm-hmm. it was like the i don't know what the runtime was but it was like a perfect runtime mm-hmm. where it wasn't too long but it wasn't too short and i think it was two hours and you got enough and but oh no it was two hours and 14 minutes wow it did not feel that long wow like i would not have guessed that me either and and the reason why i said i like the runtime is because it's one of the few movies i didn't realize was two hours it's one of the few movies that hit that 12 mark where you didn't feel like you was in there for two hours because it was constantly moving it was constantly something going on it was constant action so you did not feel like like i said if, if i'm gonna sit in there for two hours you need to be doing something i can't you can't bore people to death and expect them to give you two hours i'm gonna just head you off at the pass here and we can just run through this right now it's not just michelle rodriguez the mm-hmm. cast yes the whole cast the cast they did this yeah. like Do, whoever whoever picked the people for the roles they picked the right people for the role because everybody that they cast in these roles did an excellent job and played their part yeah i don't think they really had a dud amongst the cast in my opinion mm-hmm. and this is one of those movies where it would be really easy to mail in but i feel like with the success of the house of dragon and and Box game of thrones and i don't know about Vox machina in that way because i don't know that everybody's watching that i'm okay. talking about 
tent pole stuff that nobody's missing oh okay uh, the reason I, why i'm saying that because it's based off of Dungeons and dragons too i know i okay. know but but i'm i'm that's not okay. the point i was making you you kind of jumped in and no problem and did it made a different point <laughs> the point i was i was making was with the success of like marvel movies the success of some of these like uh fantastical uh things that are happening you know relaunches of of these franchises this felt like the they all believed if we do this right we can be writing checks for the rest of our lives to for however much it is to reprise these roles of course and I'm that's how too. and that's how every cast member delivered to me like michelle rodriguez chris pine i mean how many times i gotta watch this man raise a biracial daughter you know um <laughs> ray Jean gene page literally scene still a show still a used yes. perfectly and didn't even overuse him use him the perfect amount of like when he comes in it's like 30 40 minutes into the movie when he leaves there's like 30 40 minutes left to go in the movie and his scenes were killer um uh hugh grant as the bad guy even like every they really nailed this casting and um even um even daisy had a sophina the 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 red witch as a villainess just amazing stuff so yeah gotta gotta give it to uh gotta give it up to this cast man uh justice smith even yeah everybody i honestly i can name pretty much every character i was just like god they killed it uh what else Karen? funny i did not expect it to be this funny like it was whoever did the comedy bits or, mm-hmm. or, or the crew who decided to throw comedy in the middle of all it, and even things from like the lines like if people really listened to what they were saying it was like punch 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 with all the comedy between yeah. like what they're saying and the way they're reflecting and the way they were making jokes yes and it was one of those things where it was like if you were paying close attention or you have a comedy ear you you were you were laughing and by the time you finished laughing you've heard like three it was literally three jokes in the monks of your laughing mm-hmm. so you really had to listen hard to hear all the jokes and it was actually really really funny it was hilarious i did not expect it to be this funny this is the one part where i will bring up vox machina if you like this movie and you have amazon prime i which you know some of you do some of you don't whatever there is this animated like show that has two seasons called vox machina and it's basically the same thing but animated and this is one of the reasons i went to see this movie i like vox machina so much and i've never i didn't grow up on dungeons and dragons i thought it was like some white people nerd shit i didn't Mm -hmm. i had no idea if i knew it was just fun and cool i would have played it but um uh watching that and enjoying it made me be like oh dungeons and dragons seems pretty cool which duh makes sense millions of people play it around the globe obviously it's got something good about it mm-hmm. and then when i went so it made me go oh i think i'm gonna go check out this movie yes that's the thing that made and me go check it out they just fucking delivered uh no, so yeah it was and vox machina is funny like this too mm-hmm. like you got all the archetypes of the rogue the thief the liar the warrior the, the you know the simple-minded brute you know all this stuff um within your party another thing the action 
yes some great choreographed action great cgi action too you know the kind of thing where actually i won't say this part yet because it kind of sounds like a negative but the action was great and it was a blend of practical effects with the action so like in certain scenes you could tell like oh they really made like a costume dragon lizard type situation sitting at this desk wearing glasses because when they introduced the more like special effect action stuff later it's kind of grounded in like yeah but we saw that some of this stuff is like in the set and some of this stuff is cgi but yeah i the action especially the last fight with the witch oh my god like when they teamed up on her and was using all their power yes i was like holy shit because it was like one two, and she was giving him the fucking business too yeah it was like when the avengers teamed up on thanos in a little bit like the way that everybody was like bringing a part and then getting slapped away and then coming back and and saving each other at the last second really like the special effects and the actions and the and the fantasy of this world like they didn't run from the fantasy they had characters like you meet a orc in like the first opening scene you know like they don't even like it's not like they're running from it they spent the money on special effects and Mm -hmm. leaned into like this is a fantasy world either you're gonna enjoy this or you're not and i love when they do that i don't like when they try to like we're gonna make a dark real real world it's like fantasy based but we ain't showing you no giants and let you got to wait nine episodes see it's like no nigga we knew there were gonna be dragons let's meet the dragons now you know so i enjoyed all the fantasy stuff and uh and and it kind of blends in with the humor where you had like the fat dragon and stuff like that like i loved all that stuff mm-hmm. uh what else karen i'm done oh okay um so i said cast special effects fantasy world fights oh yeah i guess we did do them all damn yeah that's what i wrote down um so let's get into dislikes is there anything you didn't like yeah uh one thing and it's probably because this was probably targeted towards kids Mm. but one thing i would have loved to see was more blood and gore Mm -hmm. as an adult and it mean and, and like, it was fine but i did think i was like oh this must be like pg-13 to pg it was pg-13 okay. and i think i noticed it too but what i feel like they did was in order to make them good people good guys people we can root for because they were going to be thieves already and dishonorable people they went out their way to make sure that we knew they were leaving people alive like yeah. multiple scenes they were like checking on people to be like we didn't kill them okay cool it's like well you did just slam that bird from 700 feet out of the window (laughs) into the cold (laughs) ground i mean he may have a concussion and never fly again but sure you didn't kill him all right you did hit that dragon upside the head with a sword but he just the dragon survived it was a lot of like it was a lot of like batman rules where it's Mm -hmm. like you can do something that would normally kill a person but if they don't die you're the good guy and they're the bad guy you know um but yeah i agree with you that was it, it wasn't as bad as like a scorpion king no but and i don't think the lack of gore would like and blood and violence like that type of violence, i don't think it hurts the movie really Mm-mm. it just adds to the fantasy element in my mm-hmm. opinion but yeah it is very much like a yeah i can see like, somebody coming in just going uh but yeah, yeah you i should see some blood fly like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah the fuck is this yeah and i like the way they incorporated it too mm-hmm. like the so like when Reggie uh jean uh fights the um 
the thren i think is what they call it whatever like the the wizard's underlings and you and they don't like really bleed it's violent but it's not really that like it's like it's a good ass fight but you don't Mm -hmm. see like you know too much gore and then it's because they're undead so they get up and they're not so they did a lot of like writing to make sure that it wasn't like you should be expecting this person to bleed out it's like not really right uh thing i so this is what i was gonna allude to earlier and it's not like um it's not really a knock on this film but i feel like this is a film people can unabashedly admit that they enjoy because it's not related to marvel yes i feel like if marvel would have done if this would have been dungeons and dragons brought to you by marvel to me this is the same silliness and fun of thor mm-hmm. but it's the kind of shit that people will hate on if it was marvel and be like this was trash here's the flaws in the cgi and it's like the new ip allows people to enjoy now maybe we're two movies away from people shitting on this like dungeons and dragons three they'll be like this is bullshit i hate it now but like when you see people like going up for the film it's like "Mm," and just coincidentally you hate marvel's same this is what a 7.6 out of 10 you hate a marvel 7.6 out of 10 but but for some reason this is refreshing and new when i and so I, I remember thinking that several times during the film where i was like yeah that joke right there is is like a kind of corny funny kind of silly funny mm-hmm. that, that that like gets shitted on in ant-man but somehow is mm-hmm. great here uh yeah marvel gets claimed for being too funny bitch what too yeah, funny get yeah. out of here it's, so it felt a little like agendas have a mm-hmm. line to make sure that you know and i think also people love an underdog so they love like to pick a film to be like this is the film y'all should have watched or whatever mm-hmm. and i feel like this is gonna be that film for a lot of people it's like oh you know what was good and it's like uh but but yeah i could feel it in the film a little bit um anything else for dislikes yes uh and she was cute and she was adorable but i actually could have did without the daughter i knew you were gonna say it and i was gonna say it yeah the daughter was absolutely pointless yeah kira like it was cute but it and it like gives it's a mcguffin kind of situation where you give the character motivation but like there's even a scene where he was like i would apologize to you but i kind of waste did that apology to sophina earlier it's like as a character that kind of doesn't really make sense and it kind of points out the redundancy of having a daughter in the film um it didn't bother me too bad but it was just more like she was basically there to be saved you know the whole time um you got fridged a lot yes yeah she she definitely got fridged a lot they at least let her put that bracelet on uh sophina so you know she did help but Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was kind of yeah it was it was something uh uh, and it it felt like they just didn't have enough for her to do Mm -mm. um but uh yeah and then the other thing for me for a negative they kind and i know they must be setting up for a sequel but i felt like it was really weird to give sophina a dark shady boss who was over all this stuff that was my next and one we never seen we him. never seen him like at okay the end, that's what i was thinking i was like where's this nigga i don't understand yeah at the end of the movie when reggie Reg- jean uh page shows up 
i thought it was gonna be that dark boss or whatever showing up to forge hugh grant's character who uh also hugh grant was amazing in this but um i thought it was gonna be that person like showing up to be like you failed me or something it was ray j and i was like what is what, what is this so yeah i feel like they dropped something and maybe they weren't sure they were getting a sequel or maybe they didn't want to do the typical post credit like i'll get you next time gadget but then why introduce the character at all right it was just weird so that was my last one i think same for me okay cool what would you rate it zero to five i rate this a four okay i will actually give this a uh i think i'll give it a four and a half i really liked it it was fun yeah and like nothing i said for the negatives truly like hurt the film enough for me to be like i didn't enjoy this like agreed like it was like more of a huh that was weird that they didn't tell you who the boss dude was or even like allude to the fact that he was out there ready to like to 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 come back or something like i'm guessing it was that dude that was the red wizard that poisoned all them people and turned them into zombies but like i feel like if he's out there you got to end the film with hey he's out there he don't he not fucking with this you know yes and that would make more sense like she kind of talked to him because he was in the background yeah, in a the, shadow though you couldn't see right, his face right you just seen his eyes i was yeah. like well we know he exists uh what was she doing something to actually physically bring his body back because i thought that that uh thing that to bring people back i thought she was going to use that to bring him back like like, okay what's happening here yeah it like Mm -hmm. you know it got a little like i said it was like a it was like a marvel movie which is why i enjoyed it Mm -hmm. but it was like a marvel movie that people gave more credit than they would a marvel movie that did the same shit right like because even the bad guys plot is kind of like a i'm gonna get everyone together and then they all gonna get this oh no they left the arena it's like that was the magic that was that was your whole plan <laughs> anyway let's get to comments we had one comment on sport movie review 440 the super mario bros movie sandler agnes says guess i'll speak for my man chris pratt i know it's perennially open season on the worst chris because of those stories about the church he attended or his family mainly a story by his ex-wife current wife and kid regarding health he did a very good job as mario in a film he was going to be fighting for second place no matter what because jack black is just that dude Mm -hmm. for at least two years people were talking themselves out of not seeing this due to him being the voice of a beloved character and he's really good in it controversial opinion i thought he was better than charlie day who's luigi uh was the damsel there day was very good but he could have been more fun if he weren't being chased or locked away for much of this pratt served the character well we don't deserve jack black's energy or his time or dedication his bowser is both equally sinister and hilarious yeah yeah only bowser i've heard better is uh jail covan on uh on uh player uh was it um oh god what was that podcast um brian does it oh god now i gotta look it up but um that's the only one playable characters yes that's the only when he did the trump uh bowser that that killed me but if you can't get jl covan in a a nintendo movie i'll take jack black okay i thought it was great yeah and 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 pay that man you come out with a bowser video game or stuff like that pay that man to because he because his voice is just so iconic that i could see them going hey could you do a few lines for the bowser we just put it on repeat while the princess go say the kingdom or some shit i mean while mario go say the kingdom in this game maybe i think 
or they I think they speak. have voice actors that have done those characters and they're kind of iconic in their own way over the last 20 years so I kind of don't want to see the Hollywood voice actors take the roles from the video game voice actors I actually thought it was cool in this movie how they did nods to those actors by having them play different characters yeah and so they probably end up sticking him with the movie just to be fine because they yeah. literally designed it to create a whole universe yeah his bowels are both equally sinister and hilarious my man was out just singing about princess peach well, like she was the great fruit in history greatest fruit in history <laughs> God, he was a blast most of the voice acting was Stella Anya Taylor Joy's princess peach was fun same for rogan's donkey kong keegan michael key's toe was dope yeah i thought the voice acting was good man i think i think the the big dividing line here is just gonna be who grew up and or who never grew up and just loves nintendo Mm -hmm. because like easter eggs i was catching throughout this movie to like other movies and stuff and other video games it was just so many as like you know uh, nostalgia overload to some extent and reference overload and i get that i would not argue like this is the most sophisticated well-written movie or anything i feel like it's still a movie for kids mm-hmm. but if you've just been fucking with nintendo for 20 years or so you're not gonna be able to help but be like oh i I know this oh that's the fucking duck hunt dog yeah, i you remember know? that and uh we watched uh new rock stars and uh, uh, kind of find out there was 130 music references in this video game i was yeah. like god damn yeah it's difficult to be upset at a fairly minimalistic world such as the world of the franchise that has spawned damn near 40 years uh spanned damn near 40 years exactly that's the other thing too i could i didn't walk in this theater expecting much Mm-mm. because most of the stuff about mario world has not been actual story it's been gameplay yes so like mario brothers is not like it's not like when you play last of us and it's so story driven and you know when you watch the tv show what to be expecting mario brothers it's like the it's jump man is what they yeah. used to call them yeah they literally had a clean slate and literally didn't create their own universe yeah like you make references to the game but it's a reason there's not a, a a plot line specifically from the game it's all very simple shit from game one which is this frog nigga with the shell really want ah! he really want the princess for some reason right that's all we really know about this whole franchise and mario has endeavored to go save her that's what that's really all we if you think about mario bros brothers from back in the day that's really all we ever knew like if you beat the game all you know is you you saved the princess mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's it props to the directors who piecemealed a story albeit a simple one and went from there one of those and that's another reason i respect the movie is they didn't try to make it complicated because i've seen mm-hmm. that happen i've gone to these other movies and you're like dog y'all made y'all made too much out of this mm-hmm. it like, ain't that deep yeah like you didn't need to create a bunch of new lore it was a simple story and it's okay the people that are watching this weren't expecting theater you know come on now (laughs) uh one of those men aaron horvath directed one of my favorite animated features of the last decade teen titans go to the movies so his style is paid off here yeah i love that movie that now Mm -hmm. that one that is one that works on an adult level if you want Uh, that that teen titan go me and roger went to go see that and it was fucking hilarious yeah uh yeah i'm sure our review for it is up 
if y'all want to go watch mm-hmm. listen to it the score from brian tyler is reminiscent of the earlier games i'm also glad this was 90 minutes i don't think i could have done two hours of this so the rapid fire story works for the movie's benefits oh they did it with kids they're not gonna make this no two hours they know right. kids to teach a span is not two hours long yep yeah the fact that the trailers were only like 15 minutes, minutes. yeah it they was were. like we don't expect kids to do this yeah we don't want the kids to fall asleep so yes let's let's get them out of here an hour for an hour 15 at max the fact that this film only costs a hundred million dollars blows my mind this thing could fuck around and make a billion at the pace it's on i don't think it's far-fetched 377 million plus worldwide as of this post and mm-hmm. that post was from three days ago i don't yeah. know where they're at now but i don't know crazy. where but they're making that money like worldwide like Lily is the number one movie in the world right as of now i don't know about after this weekend but as of now it was the number one movie in the world yeah uh yeah it's at 445 right now that's a half a billion almost so mm-hmm. you know uh, now movies do fall off faster these days yeah because they go to streaming quicker yeah so uh and just less people are going to the theaters mm-hmm. so uh who knows what the number will be but you know i just know i enjoyed it you know it's not really my job to guess what the stock market of the fucking movie take is gonna be um all right that's it thank you for listening everybody we appreciate y'all uh hope you're enjoying these reviews please leave us a comment if you're enjoying the reviews or you want to like chime in with your thoughts or something we appreciate y'all shout out to uh sandler agony for leaving feedback on this episode we appreciate mm-hmm. you fam we do until next time peace peace